0: As you just sang Psalm 19, verse 1, so we turn in our Bibles to Psalm 19, verse 1 for the uh, scripture. Um, let's see. I want to make sure. Yeah. Psalm 19, verse 1 for our scripture for the sermon today. I would like to read uh, the heading. Uh, these headings. Uh, As what I'll read, sometimes your Bibles may have something else added, but uh, this heading is the original text from the Masoretic Hebrew, so it is part of the original Bible. And so I'll read it for us, since it's right at the beginning, and then I'll go ahead and read verse 1, which is our theme today. Hear now the word of the Lord. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Let me read that again. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. I couldn't help but think of a Ziggy cartoon related to this text. And uh, not to be too cute about it, but I think it's a great witness and example to us. Maybe you've seen it. It's, It's not a recent cartoon, but... Um, And kids, if you don't know Ziggy, you can look this up on the internet. I found it online as well. He is uh, standing on a cliff uh, overlooking this gorgeous valley at at Eventide. And uh, there's so many beautiful clouds in the sky. And the the sun is setting. And, of course, the beautiful things that the setting sun does to the clouds makes it a particularly beautiful thing to behold. And uh, you see his hands... And he says, go, God. And he's essentially recognizing this is God's beautiful handiwork. This is an amazing work of art. And the really neat thing is is this piece of art changes every day. You know, it's this exhibit that's always moving and and changing. It always has its different hues and and lights and, and feel to it. But go, God, as he's looking out over the valley and seeing the sunset in the clouds over the mountains. And beloved, this should be the way that we take in life. People should find us just doing this out in life all the time. Stopping to pay attention to one of God's many works of art and just stopping to say, will you look at that? Praise you, Lord. And I believe we'll have plenty of witnessing opportunities should we do give that testimony. We should be applauding the giver of life and his gorgeous artwork everywhere and always available to enjoy and for free. It's like the best stuff you could ever see and you don't have to pay. Well, I guess some national parks maybe or something, but generally speaking, it's all around you. Uh, Nobody's going to charge you to look at the sunset. It's glorious. That's one thing I really appreciate about California beaches, at least here. I don't have to pay to go to the beach. Where I grew up, where we went to the beach in the East Coast, we've got to pay to go to the beach. Some of you are like, really? Yeah. But it's free, man. It's free here. And we get to go see it and enjoy it all the time. You know, lately I've just been stunned by God's sky and clouds and sunset. I was walking back from the kitchen one uh, uh, twilight time to my office, and I just stopped over the back lot, uh, I just looked up, and there's just these gorgeous clouds, and I did actually kind of have a ziggy moment where I just kind of, wow, Lord, that's so beautiful. Wow, praise you, Lord. Thank you for letting me enjoy it. And uh, recently I've been driving, I don't know if it's the humidity, but there's these incredible uh, clouds over the mountains, just brilliant and so full of shape. And it, again, it's, wow, look at that, beautiful. Praise you, Lord. And that's what should happen. We should just be stopped in our tracks often and appreciate God's amazing artistry. That's what the psalm's leading us to today. He's not just an incredible engineer, but he's a masterful artist. And when we looked at Psalm 139 a while ago, it says, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. We considered God as an amazing engineer. And I was reminded of that when we looked at the sonogram of our little girl moving around there in mommy's belly. It was incredible. She's, it's just amazing to see all the engineering of the skeleton and moving around and the heartbeat and everything happening. And uh, but of course, it's more than that. When she comes out, she's going to have all these other features we don't get yet to, yet get to see, and we'll just marvel over her. You know, we have to be careful now. We're always looking at these little girls going, oh, you know. I think we scared a, a mommy recently. We were at a plaza, and the little guys and mom and I were like, "Oh, it's such a cute little girl." Uh-huh. I mean, we're. She was trying to get in her car, and we were just standing at the moment. Sorry, we're suckers for babies, you know. But just the beautiful engineering, but also the beautiful artistry of how the Lord creates humans. But particularly today, we think of the heavens and the earth, and we should just marvel over it in its artistry. Not just the amazing engineering, but its artistry. And I think the heavens and the sky particularly have a little bit of that Monet-like impressionism, right? I mean, we have the stars that are fixed, but there's always so many different things of this sweep of clouds and, you know, different things with light, and it, it's, it's, it's a bit impressionist at times, right? At least how we might see certain artwork. And it's brilliant, and it's beautiful, and it's inspiring, and it's art. It's God's art. And we should recognize that and acknowledge the artist. Who's your favorite artist? I think we should always be quick to say, God. (laughs) Look at all the animals, for instance, and not only such volume, but what variety, and just variety of all their different colors and design. Birds of the air. You know on the last month's calendar, I have it's about birds I don't remember where I got it. Forgive me if you gave it to me <laughs> and uh but last month it was this brilliant picture of an, a white egret and the way it was up with its wings and it was incredible and it was a black background it was so sharp kind it was just incredible to look at. And I sent a little text to Mrs. Renner it says "I'm thinking of you because I know this is your favorite bird, and you know just wow, the beauty of it I mean, if you start to look at all the feathers and the design, the engineering's amazing, but also just the beauty fish of the sea, of course i 'm reflecting Psalm one hundred four here, right, like our striped blue garami, as you know we 've had some we 're starting a tank, unfortunately, there was a power outage, and we 've lost a few but i 'm going back to get more because i can 't stop looking at these incredibly beautiful animals, and I marvel over the engineering, you know how they, the way they can move, but then just the beauty, the beauty, like this one garami with he thin with. He's blue with little tiger stripes. And then the other one's uh, kind of a blue and red, like a flame, they call him. And then these mollies, these Dalmatian mollies, which I never knew existed till we got them. They're so impressive. They're engineering. They're like tanks, you know. <laughs> but they're beauty. They're like, you know, just all these different speckles all over. And everyone's different. And I was back at the pet store this week getting some dog food and I looked at the fish again and and they have a whole bunch of new mollies and dalmatians and they're all different. I mean, they're just so pleasing to look at. They're so pretty. And there's all these different designs to look at just with mollies, you know. So many flowering trees of different colors and styles, especially every month in San Diego and Southern California. I know Los Angeles is similar, and this is something I didn't grow up with. Now there's other beauties like the snow and, and all different kinds of, some plants that we don't have here. But I've always marveled in Southern California, there is always something blooming. And there's all these things I didn't even know existed, and some of them are so incredible to me I almost don't think they're real like the jacarandas I so look forward to May and June a little bit of July sometimes and how all those purple flowers fall on the ground it always looks like a storybook of some child's storybook to me it's so beautiful I hear some people complain now you got to sweep that up I'm like are you crazy it's beautiful leave it look at that it's like this blanket of purple you know southwestern college we drive by off in the entrance and there's I don't know maybe like 12 jacaranda on both sides and when they're in bloom it's just wow, but lately, we were driving the other day, and I said, look at that, look at that, I never, I don't remember seeing that tree, look at those beautiful white flowers, or, you know, there's these palm trees recently, I I mean, for lack of a better, I don't know what they are, they're maybe not palm trees, but there's these interesting white blooms on top, I didn't even know they had, and then there's these other trees, you can tell me later what they are, there's these gorgeous yellow flowers, they're blooming everywhere right now, and uh, I remember just, for some reason the lord's working on me on this and therefore you get to hear about it but also there's something i read in a book recently that i said yep i'm going to talk about that but i remember just swinging around the corner of sweetwater on my way to church and i saw this beautiful bush with gorgeous white flowers i don't know what it was i forget and i just found myself going oh another one look how pretty it's just sitting there for me to look at and enjoy like a work of art i mean it's just everywhere what a what a may the lord help us more and more live life like this just i mean you know, all day long we get to go around in a gorgeous museum and praise the great artist, our Lord God, looking forward to its uh, maturity in heaven, purity in heaven. Gideon's recent obsession with bunnies comes to mind in the churchyard and in the back lot. We have a video of, thankfully, Mr. Maxwell caught him He, I mean, it's so hard, as you know, to keep a hold of this kid uh, you know, you're so eager for them to walk, and (laughs) you always remember, okay, life's going to be different now, and he's running in the back lot chasing the bunnies. He's just obsessed with the bunnies right now, you know, and it's funny. He just starts running after them, and bunnies, 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 and then bunnies, and of course, they're quick to get out of here. (laughs) I don't think he wants to eat them, but they don't know that, but just that childlike enjoyment of, look at the cute bunny. Fernanda loves the bunnies, too. She's always like, oh, the bunnies are just so cute. And uh, in fact, when I was at uh, Petco recently, uh, there's, a, there's a bunny from the shelter. Uh, you can get this bunny, and it's, it's a different kind of looking bunny. It's got white and brown and all these different patches, and I don't, I don't think that serves any other purpose other than just be so pretty, so nice to look at, and God made him, too. Now, if you look at the way a bunny's back is when they're sitting, I mean, it's interesting to see the engineering of the whole thing. But then also just the beauty, just the beauty of this cute bunny. But think of the cheetah's face, you know, if you go to the zoo. or see, You know, they have these really interesting lines that go around. It's, it's like makeup, right? You know, it's just perfect and amazing. But I can't help but also think of the baboon's butt. I am meaning to have a little of a merry heart with you here, but really, I don't understand what that is, except for just for fun. You know, I mean, what purpose does that serve? This pink and purple thing that matches its face, it's so odd, but it's a pretty color, you know, it's, I don't know. um, It's just amazing to think of these things, and I, I think back to the sermon on Psalm 104, verse 24, preparing for the San Diego Zoo. We were going on a school trip a number of years ago, and and the message was this. God's animals are awesome. They're just so beautiful and amazing. I think about uh, the video we've seen in the past about the butterflies witnessing to creation and testifying that it is impossible, the theory of evolution. The chrysalis stage proves it can't be possible, which is, remember, a theory, not fact. But... One thing always strikes me, one of the lady scientists said, you know, these butterflies, with all their amazing patterns and paintings, she says it serves no purpose. There's no benefit. There's no survival benefit to this. It's like God just made it for his pleasure and for our pleasure, just to be pretty, just to be beautiful, to enjoy looking at it and, and marveling at it. You see, the gorgeous heavens Proclaim God's glorious creativity. I give that to you as the main idea of our text, or at least an important part of it. The gorgeous heavens proclaim God's glorious creativity, and by extension, all of his creation and general revelation. They testify to God by drawing attention to his impressive array of artwork. And they're doing it all the time. The museum's never closed. Look at verse 2. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. God is revealing himself to us as an amazing, creative artist. Any creativity we enjoy from others is, of course, a reflection of him coming from him. In fact, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he just made them so beautiful. They're witnessing all the time, but they're also witnessing everywhere. Verses 3 to 6. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Uh, They're witnessing all the time everywhere of God's glory as an amazing creator, an amazing artist. You see, we're not only to glorify God, but enjoy him forever. And enjoying his artwork is a is an amazing way to enjoy the artist. Jim Belcher in his book In Search of Deep Faith And uh, for our L.A. visitors, he used to be uh, president of Providence College up in Pasadena, I think it is. And um, his book, In Search of Deep Faith, is partly why I just went for it with my Ziggy Moments, and I loved what he said about the beauty of God's creation. He notes how John Calvin said that God gave us beauty, quote, for delight and good cheer, that he made it attractive to us in order to delight our eyes and stimulate our noses. Now that's Belcher going on, speaking about Calvin. Uh, And then he goes on to say this. Beauty of God's creation, beauty was for our pleasure to enjoy and delight in. He says God didn't need to make a creation so beautiful, but he did. And that says something about him. And how we should respond to him. He goes on to say, And he did it for us just as much as for himself. And then he says this, If I wanted my kids to have a better eye for beauty, I needed to develop one too. When we admire God's good creation, we are honoring the one who gave it to us. We are giving the creator his due. Beloved, develop an eye for the beauty of God's glorious artwork hanging all around you, wherever you look and wherever you care to do so. And remember, you have this blessing to be able to do so as his people in a way that others don't. I recall someone who's been here in the past said, before I was a Christian, I never, I never really noticed God's creation or rejoiced in it. I was negative. After I became a Christian, I started to recognize and rejoice in his creative works. And we have that special blessing to recognize and enjoy the artwork all around us and the artist who is our God and our Father and our Savior and our Lord. Beloved, admire the artist extraordinaire in his handiwork all around you, declaring him to you. And respond the same, rejoicing like the sun, and as the heavens declare him to everyone else by stopping to recognize what you're looking at and speaking about it. And speaking about him who made it. Even though creation groans, broken down by sin, and not radiating as in the garden or as it will at the resurrection. Enjoy it. Belcher also comments uh, on this in a chapter that's entitled actually Broken Beauty. He's actually talking about Uh, this is an example to us, the the need for being able to recognize the beauty and brokenness, which is also all around us and is the experience of Christians in Christ. He writes, Beauty was more than nature. It was people serving others in the midst of suffering. It was sacrifice. I wanted my children to see beauty, not a sentimental beauty but a broken beauty marked by suffering while still retaining hope. You might say you still stop and smell the roses, even though there are thorns. And he quotes E. John Walford, who says, A broken beauty can be a redemptive beauty, which acknowledges suffering while preserving hope. And this whole book, In Search of Deep Faith, is uh, Jim Belcher taking his wife and four children to Europe and then driving around Europe in a big old RV camper for a year on a sabbatical trip, seeing the sights and appreciating the witness of milestones of Christianity along the way. He went to important places where important things happened in the history of the church And they studied it, and they saw the glorious beauty of the things, such as uh, Heidelberg uh, Castle. And he has this, talks about this one tower that has fallen over and's been there for centuries, and they don't touch it. And he thinks just because to let the beauty. And he says he quotes Mark Twain with this incredible quote that shows you why Mark Twain is someone who should be studied uh, for writing. Uh, He just talks. He quotes Mark Twain when he did a travel book and describes the beauty of this place where. Nature has, knows how to just garner it. You know? It talks about how he, doesn't, he personifies, doesn't credit the Lord, but this structure that's fallen over has all this beauty growing all around it, and it's so incredible. Nobody wants to mess with it and leave it as it is for God's beautiful nature all around it. Uh, That's the way the Lord can garner our suffering. That's the way the Lord can witness to himself in our brokenness, showing his beauty and what he can do in those cracks and in those fallen things as he dresses us with the gospel and dresses us with the hope of the resurrection and in Christ our Lord. Beloved, may we appreciate the beauty of our Lord Jesus Christ And his precious blood as he hung upon the cross, broken. And his glory as he ascended into the sky, above the clouds to God's right hand, from whence he shall return with a spectacular lightning show. Don't miss out, in the meantime, on delighting in his glorious splendor, speaking to you, all around you, All the time, affording you an opportunity to speak of him all the time. There are other Ziggy cartoons that would warn you not to miss those moments in God's glorious art museum. There's another cartoon where Ziggy is sitting with his dog and a seagull on the ocean's edge of a beach, enjoying a sunrise, and he says, We should appreciate the here and now. Because it's only here now. That sunset, is, there'll be another one, but that one has gone. Ziggy, in another cartoon, is straining from inside a very dark room at the sun quickly disappearing down the bottom right corner of his window frame. And he says this. We should enjoy today while it's here. Because someday, today, will be a long time ago. You really can have those enjoyable memories of the artwork. There's a reason we keep going back to the museum to see them again, right? And to see the new exhibits. And there's always new exhibits the Lord's bringing before us in the now. Beloved, you are always walking through a living museum with God's artwork hung everywhere. Give glory to the grand artist and witness to the gospel with Genesis 1, verse 1. Again, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Look up to the skies and say in front of people out loud, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Here's an idea. Fernand and I were walking back down the Imperial Beach Pier... Uh, Friday night, I think it was, and all of a sudden there 's a bunch of these hairy Krishnas jumping up and down, hooting and hollering and singing with music coming up i wasn 't sure how to respond; I was almost tempted to mimic them and laugh you know, but I learned that they 're actually thinking that they are pronouncing God's name and a blessing on us all. So it should be shunned. And you know what I think I want to do next time is sing louder than they do. The heavens declare God's glory. I didn't quite sing it right from the Psalter, right? But I'm going to give a better and a louder witness. I'm going to turn around and say, you see that sunset right there? It's speaking of God Almighty, the only true God of heaven and earth, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn to him while you may be saved. And stop this nonsense. We have this glorious witness that we should be jumping up and down, singing about. Look at the beauty of this sunset today. Look at the beauty of those bushes and flowers. Look at the beauty of these animals. And we can't help but say, do you know the artist? Let me tell you about him and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who we know through whom all things were created. And who recreates his people. and join creation in applause with Psalm 19, verse 1. Proclaim what uh, my son Isaac recalled to Mr. Renner, driving him and Abe through Nevada's rugged and regal landscape. He doesn't know I heard this, but I overheard him. Abraham was just sending us some videos of this incredible rock structures, just, you know, incredible things. And I heard Isaac talking to Mr. Renner. You know, it makes me remember that psalm, and I don't know that he knew this specific, but it's Psalm 104, verse 24, which is our family's theme verse when we go hiking or we go to the zoo. Forgive me, all of a sudden I'm drawing a blank because I need it. I have it memorized, but I'm going to turn there right now. O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom thou hast made them all. The earth is full of thy creatures. Or as we sing it in our Psalter, how manifold, Lord, are thy works! In wisdom wonderful, thou every one of them hast made earths of thy riches full. You know, as we do this, we give the artist the credit he is due. He has not left it anonymous. He has marked it with his name in the scriptures. We have the opportunity of drawing attention to him in Christ As the heavens so declare, beloved, may you and I often marvel, saying, I do declare. While you still have life in your bones on this earth, while enjoying the truth that you will have eternity to bask in the beauty of the new heavens and the new earth, always and everywhere, appreciate God's amazing artistry now and forever this is the message for you this morning from psalm 19 verse 1 appreciate god's amazing artistry let us pray oh lord god we do glorify you and praise you and declare that you are a glorious masterful artist And we pray that you help us to recognize we're walking through your beautiful museum wherever we are, all the time, day and night. And let us declare your name. Let us proclaim who you are. Let us make sure the artist is known. And may we draw folks to Christ by our... Sheer childlike faith of rejoicing in the work of our Father and His beautiful paintings in the sky and on the animals and His beautiful work in our own flesh, His beautiful work in our hair, His beautiful work in the mountains and the valleys, the seas and the oceans. Almighty God, help us to appreciate your amazing artistry and then to proclaim it, as does your artwork as well. We pray that you would help us to also be able to talk about, don't you want to be able to enjoy this forever in its perfection and purity that will be restored and exalted in Christ's return? And we do pray with the Spirit, come Lord Jesus, come quickly. And all your people said, amen.